everyone. Hi. How are you? I've had a fucking week. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying not to cry on mic. My anxiety is like really high right now, which is making me feel like I want to cry. N- like nothing's even wrong. I just feel like I really need to cry. I we redid our office this week. Like we did an office renovation. And I essentially became totally in charge of it with very little information and resources to be in charge of it. And it was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare, like just mentally and physically exhausting in a way that my job is never. (laughs) My job is very low key, low stress. And turns out I can't handle having a high stress job. It's simply not for me. I don't do well. Um, It's not for me. But Anyway, hi. If you want to hear more from me, please go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. It's a perfect time to sign up for Patreon because it's the beginning of the month. You should always sign up for Patreon. Well, I mean, sign up whenever. I sign up whenever. But the best time is to sign up at the beginning of the month. This week, I did an episode on capturing the Freedmans, which is like a true crime doc from 20 years ago. If you like true crime stuff, you probably saw it back in the day. Woo, that shit's dark. <laughs> that shit's really dark. Um, If you like dark things, which there is going to be some dark talk on this episode, uh, I would suggest signing up this upcoming week. I'm planning on doing something much lighter. Speaking of this upcoming week, I am taking off next week. It is Passover. I'm going out of town. I took the whole week off work and I am... I'm so ready. Like, I'm recording this on Friday night because I'm going to drive down to Virginia on Saturday morning to my best friends and then be there for the whole week. And hopefully on the way back, I'm going to go to my see my cousin who had a little baby in December that I haven't met yet. And I'll get to see that little baby and maybe do a seer with them, too. So it should be really nice and lovely. And I just want to do nothing for this entire week. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and that means I'm not recording feathers in my hair. I will be posting and recording a Liz Explains episode because I do not take off from Liz Explains. I don't think I ever have missed a week of Liz Explains, which is crazy because I've been doing it for three years now. That's also crazy that I've been doing that podcast for three years. That also means I'm like, grad. I mean, I'm graduating from grad school. <laughs> in a month, which is also very wild. But yeah, I don't take off for those explains because people pay money for it. And I feel like if you are giving somebody money, you should get a service or product in return for that money. So you won't have me on feathers, but you can have me on Patreon if you would like. Once again, patreon.com slash Liz explains. I think this week I'm going to talk about seeking brother husband. (laughs) I want to call it Brother Wives, (laughs) the new TLC show that's finally doing some brother husband things. Well, they did it once um, and I did an episode on it, but it was really just like a one off like special that was probably meant to be a series, but didn't become a series. And that was really just like run of the mill polyamory. And so I'm definitely curious to see like what this show is going to be about. Anyway... Let's chat about, well, first of all, I've been seeing a lot more of like, did Kale have her baby talk? I I still don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I think she did. 
right? Like, if you go back and listen to that episode, I don't, I think I did in like December, where I think it's like called Kale's New Baby? Question mark, something like that. Like, I was very sure. I've wavered a little bit just because it's been so long. It feels like, like, how could there not be a new baby, right? Like, just based on everything, people are always, like, getting screen screen grabs of, like, bottles in the background or little, like, infant play areas of her, like, Instagram stories. Here's the thing. I kind of hope she didn't have a baby because I think that would be really funny. (laughs) People are so dead sure that she had this baby that I don't want the baby to be real because I just think it would be funny. Like, I love the idea of Kale fucking with people a little bit like that over something that's, like, incredibly harmless, right? Like, I don't know, maybe her nanny has, like, a grandchild because her nanny, Natalie, has three sons, I believe. And I think the oldest is in his 20s. So I'm like, maybe Natalie's son had a baby. And because Natalie's over there with her kids, she maybe watches the grandkid during the day, too. Like, I've been thinking. I I mean, I still, I still feel fairly confident that she had the baby. I kind of think what happened is she was embarrassed about being pregnant again, right? Like, look. Do I think you should be embarrassed for having four baby dads? No, it's not a, you know, it's not a value judgment in my opinion. Like shit happens. Do I think it's possible to have like an extremely healthy family if you have that many moving parts? I think it's extremely hard, right? Like I think the more moving parts you add to a family, the harder it is to deal with everything. And I don't, I, I just don't think it's like the end of the world if Kale had a baby with somebody else. It, it's not great simply because like we know how she is <laughs> and we know that like co-parenting is hard for her. And if she wanted to have another baby, I really don't know why she didn't just go down to that sperm bank like Princess is always advocating and have a baby on her own. I I also don't know why she didn't do gender selection because I really do think that she wants a girl, which like truly who could blame you? Five girls to me is fine. Five boys would be really hard. (laughs) That would be really, that would be a really tough situation for me. I think Kale, if it had been a girl, if this baby was a girl, I do think she would have announced it because I don't think she could like, I don't think she could stop herself from announcing it and getting that attention, right? Because people would lose their minds. Case in point, there is this family that I've been watching on YouTube for a very long time called KK and Baby J. And they have been doing the let's have more babies until we have a girl thing. And they finally got their girl. Their fifth child is coming soon and it's a girl. And people are losing their minds. Like they are so excited. She's doing so much spawn con, so much girl stuff, so much like these big brothers love their little sister, the protectors, like all that shit. Like there's a lot of content to be made if you have a bunch of boys, then you have a girl or vice versa, I guess. But I do think in general, we, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. <laughs> I was going to say we, but I kind of think we're just, I'm just speaking for myself in that as like a viewing audience, we're more excited for a woman we follow to get a get 
I'm using that in quotation marks, a girl if she only has boys versus like a a boy being born to a family with all girls. And I, I just think it has to do with like the way that we consume content and the fact that like we usually are consuming content via the mom, right? If we're like watching influencers or family vloggers. And so we want the mom to be able to like dress the baby up and stuff and have cute clothes. So if it was a girl, I don't think Kayla would be able to contain herself, even if she was embarrassed about having another father for this baby. And here's what I think. I think she was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to keep it offline. I'm just going to keep quiet about it. I'm not going to like come out and deny it, but I'm not going to confirm it. I'm not going to put him anywhere online. I'm asking everybody else not to post him online. And I think she is like happy. I think that Kale, all of the teen moms, have an incredibly warped sense of self when it comes to their relationship with the public. And how could you not, right? Like these women have been in the public eye. You all know I like, I consider them famous. I hate when people are like, they're not famous. They're not celebrities. And I'm like, well, I mean, like if you're on TV for 10 years and you have 5 million Instagram followers and like you get put in People Magazine, like I think that to me, that makes you famous. You might not be the most famous person, but I think they're famous. But if you have been famous or in the public eye since you were 16 or 17 years old for being yourself, right? Like, I think it's probably, I mean, we know, (laughs) we know what happens to child actors. We know it's very hard for you to be famous as like an actor as a child or for any reason. It's hard to be famous as a child. And I think it's especially hard if you're famous for being yourself. That's why, like, you know, the family vlogging of it all is so bad. I'm like, family vlogging is bad. But did you know I'm following this family called KK and Baby J? And they're going to have their, like, I, I hear myself. I know I'm a fucking hypocrite. I'm nothing if not a hypocrite, as I always say. But I think that Kale has just, like, an incredibly weird relationship with social media, with attention with her podcast in the way in which she shares her life. I can't imagine what it's like to have millions of people. Now it's tens of thousands, but at some points it was millions of people really clocking my every move, right? And you become addicted to that, but I think at the same time you hate it. Like I see this a lot with influencers who kind of like fall off where they do not want to be famous. They hate it. It is so bad for their mental health. We are not meant to interact with people in the way in which influencers and reality TV stars interact with the public, in my opinion. Our our like brains are not built for it, but they're like addicted to the likes. They're addicted to the attention. They're addicted to the money that they can make on this. And I kind of think that's where Kale is. I think Kale wants to be private, but does not know how to be private because all of her formative years have been on television. And that fucks your brain up. And so I think that she was like, I'm going to pull a Kylie Jenner. I'm not going to tell anybody. And then I'll do like a big photo announcement. And I kind of think she gave birth. A month goes by. Two months goes by. And she's like, huh, okay. I actually really like this. And she kind of has the best of both worlds, right? Because she still gets to be public figure Kale. 
make the money off her podcast, make the money off her Instagram stories, blah, blah, blah. But she also gets to control a part of her life that she has not had control over ever, ever, because she had her first baby on television. She has never had a baby in private the way that 99.9% of people experience motherhood, right? Like that's not, Kale's never experienced motherhood in that way. And I wonder if she's just like really enjoying being able to control this certain aspect. And I think people hear this and they're like, okay, but we don't care, show the baby. And I I think that's fair. (laughs) You guys know that I have always like, I think it's crazy when we're like, nobody owes anybody anything. Nobody owes Kale putting the baby online. It's like, yeah, duh. But at the same time, like when you have made your career off of sharing your personal life, like the audience then will expect your personal life. And I don't know, maybe Kale has just like figured out a way in which she can keep something important to her very private. I also think Elijah, her boyfriend, I guess, are they still together? I guess, is like not super into the social media of it all. He's not super into like the fame of it all. Isn't he in the military? He was in the military. I don't know if he still is. I think he just like isn't isn't so into the idea of the kid being online and that made it easier to keep him offline. And I think she's probably just like happy. Kale just spent 10 days maybe in Thailand. I think she's back. Uh, she brought Natalie, her nanny. That was really hard for me. Natalie, the nanny. <laughs> I was really stumbling over that. Speaking of Natalie, are we watching Yellow Jackets season two? (laughs) Because that shit is wild. It is so fun. I love Yellow Jackets. I will say, I kind of wish the show was only in flashbacks, honestly. Like, the contemporary storylines just don't do it for me that much. I mean, I guess I'm into like the Lottie Nat of it all. Like, fine. I'm finding that interesting, I guess. And like, I like Christina Ricci as Mindy. I love Melanie Linsky. Like, it's not, I like the actresses a lot. And I like the idea of their characters. But I just feel like the show is significantly better when we're in the 90s, like we're in the mountains. And once we come back to present day, I'm kind of like, ugh. I don't know. I'm not as interested in this. Can we go back to the cabin? That's a problem that I have with like any sort of content that does like a split time narrative, right? Like the worst is when you're reading a book and you're in the past and you're like, this is so fucking good. This is so good. And then you fucking fast forward all of a sudden and we're like back into 2022 and you're like, oh my God, I don't care about this at all. Okay. One more, one more little digression I have to take here. I just saw that an Ellen Hildebrand, I think that's how you say her last name, book is being adapted into a limited series at Netflix. First of all, I love me Queen Ellen of Nantucket. I have read I'm almost every one of her books. She is the queen of the beach read. I read her new book every year. I love her. I love her winter in paradise season, which takes place in St. John's. I love her. I think she is like the ultimate beach read. I like I not in like a cheesy way either. Like I think her books are genuinely good. And I just saw that Netflix announced that they're doing a limited series on the perfect couple, which is a book that came out 
maybe four or five years ago. And if you have listened to it, if you've read this book, I say listen, because I probably, I think I actually know I read it. I was going to say I probably listened to it on audiobook, but I, I did physically read that one. It's the one with the wedding on Nantucket and the bridesmaid, the thing that happens with the bridesmaid. So if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. And Megan Fahey from White Lotus, who played Daphne in White Lotus, is playing Merritt, the best friend, and absolutely inspired casting. Nicole Kidman's playing the mom. Leif Shriver's playing the hot older dad. Like, perfect. I am so thrilled. Shout out to Netflix for that. <laughs> like, absolutely perfect casting. Okay, back to where we were. Kale. So, yeah, Kale was in Thailand. She brought Natalie with her. And a lot of people are like, that's because she had to bring the baby. And I think that is possible. But Natalie is also Kale's best friend. So I, I think she might have just been like bringing her friend on vacation. I don't know. I'm very unsure where I stand with Kale and the new baby. I feel pretty sure she had the baby. I I do feel pretty sure she had a fifth baby. But I am also holding out hope that she did not. (laughs) And that everybody has just like read way too much into something that she's never said. I've also seen a lot of people be like, she's not she's not telling because she wants the attention. She loves the attention of everybody guessing. I really don't think that's it. I think she'd be getting more attention if she talked about it. I that line of thinking I can't really follow. So who really knows what's going on with Kale? I bet I saw somebody the other day say maybe in a year she'll announce the baby like on the baby's first birthday. And I was like, I could see that. What if Kale just like never, (laughs) never puts this baby online or talks about this baby? That would be so wild. Having five boys is really that's certainly a lot of boys. Okay, now we're going to talk about a really gross story that I debated not talking about, but I don't know. It's like it's everywhere right now in the team mom world, and it feels hard to ignore it. So just a major trigger warning. We're about to talk about child sexual assault. Um, So if that's too much for you, just fast forward to when I'm talking about teen mom. So this week, a TikTok got attention by the TikTok is by this woman that I actually have blocked, not necessarily because there's anything wrong with her. First of all, I'm just like not a huge blind item person. I don't really believe them. I used to like be really into reading them back in the day and I've kind of like gotten very blah on them, especially after like the wine scene stuff happened and like. Remember Gretchen Mole, who was on Boardwalk Empire? Boy, did I love Boardwalk Empire. When they revealed that Jimmy and Gretchen Mole, his mom, had sex, I was like, yeah, that is exactly what I thought happened. (laughs) Season one and two of Boardwalk Empire are so fucking good. It's such a shame Michael Pitt, who played um, Jimmy, was like such a fucking monster on set. They literally like killed off their main character and not just like the soprano style like killing off big pussy in season one or you know like other shows have definitely killed off like main characters but this was like the ultimate main character and they're like you suck we gotta get we gotta get you off of here but Gretchen Mole was 
long rumored to be a Weinstein girl. And basically, Lainey, who is a gossip blogger, had put out this blind item implying that Gretchen fucked Harvey Weinstein to get these roles. And Gretchen had always denied this. And then when the Me Too stuff happened, everyone's like, well, what about her? What about her? Why isn't she talking? Once it, Then she had to come out and be like, I am not a sexual assault victim. And that made me be like, oh, oh that... I don't uh, I don't love it. At the same time, like I knew about the Harvey Weinstein stuff because of the blind items had been talking about it forever. So it's not that I like hate blind items. I just I don't care for them that much. I don't really read them, especially when it comes to dumb pop culture stuff like Teen Mom. Dumois, I find to be very like baby's first blind item. She doesn't do any vetting whatsoever. Crazy Day and Nights makes shit up full stop. I am positive whoever is writing those blind items. I mean, they've user submitted ones, but whoever is writing the ones by NT, Entertainment Lawyer, whatever he goes by, are just people who browse Reddit and Facebook groups and then like come up with some shit. Like I could write Team on blind items very well, I think. Um, So I would get this. I believe her name is like the real Kyle Marissa. Hold on. I'm going to get her name. Okay, it's not the real. It's just the Kyle Marissa. I blocked her because, in general, I don't really care for blind items. I don't like the angle at which she films her videos. Does that sound petty? Yes, absolutely. But I'm petty with the content that I consume on TikTok. And I also just don't care that much on TikTok for celebrity pop culture discussion. I find it to be very local you know like the kids say like I just I don't know it's like did you guys know that Janelle has three baby dads and everyone's like ah like it feels very that to me so and I kept she kept coming up on my page so I just blocked her I block a ton of people on TikTok by the way and usually it like really isn't about them or their content like I'm not offended by it sometimes it's like wow fuck you I'm blocking that person Usually it's just because TikTok won't stop showing me them and I'm not interested in their content. And no matter how fast I scroll by, which, by the way, somebody told me the best way to get like somebody off your For You page is if you exit out of the app as soon as they come up because TikTok's goals like keep you on the app as long as possible. So if you spend a lot of time watching a certain video or a certain type of video, like that's what they're going to keep feeding you because it will stay on your page for longer. And that hitting not interested doesn't do anything because you're still engaging with the content. So I couldn't get this girl off my For You page, so I just blocked her. So I didn't see any of this until it hit the Reddit airwaves. As I said, when it comes to team on blind items, I really hate them. I really hate them. They're really disgusting, especially when it has to do with Janelle. They have been for a very long time. People cite it as fact. And I find them upsetting, honestly, the ones that are about Janelle, because they're usually about her being a, you know, like David beating the shit out of her or like David molesting the kids. Like they're they're just always really gross and they don't they're not true. Like there has not been from Crazy Days and Nights a true blind item about the teen moms in a long time, right? Like <laughs> and if they are true, it's because it's shit that's already public that we already know and they just got it off of Reddit or Facebook. So Apparently, there is a blind item, which I'm not going to read because it's gross. 
But there is a blind item on Crazy Days and Nights now in which it is accused that Jace and Marissa sleep in the same room and David and Janelle force them to sleep in the same bed with hopes that they will start hooking up so that it can be put on OnlyFans. Now, this is fucking insane. <laughs> like, the, let me count the ways. First of all, the reason that this is, ha- I can tell you exactly why this blind item is happening. Like, when with these team on blind, blind items, I cannot speak tonight. This is like how you can tell my anxiety is really bad is that I'm like stumbling over my words. There's no reason for my anxiety to be this bad. It's just I'm just having a week. You know what I like? Nobody be concerned. It's like not a big deal. I'm just really having a week. Um, I'm going to get it out playing tennis tomorrow. By the way, when I played tennis on Thursday, <laughs> I was like crushing it. I was like, I'm fucking good at tennis. <laughs> like, I was up at that net, bitch. Like last week, my the clinic instructor was like, you stand in no man's land and you need to either be behind the baseline or get up on the net. And I think you should get up on the net. And every fucking point I was up on that net, just like slamming that ball. It was so fun. I love tennis so much. <sighs> I love it. I love it. It's I'm so glad to have like refound tennis. It's really pleasing me. And I play tomorrow morning and I'm looking forward to it. But you can tell my anxiety is bad when I'm like stumbling over my words. And I think it's just because like my brain is tired and having like it's having trouble like keeping up with my heart rate, I think. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to explain it. I also think my ADD gets significantly worse when my anxiety is bad. It gets worse when I'm tired and it gets worse when my anxiety is bad. And so my brain just like jumbles. But here's how this blind item happened. So many moons ago, when the couple, David and Janelle, first put that modular home down on the swamp, they got one that came like semi-incomplete. Basically, it's like an entire first floor of a house. That house is a pretty good size. I believe it's three or four bedrooms on the first floor. Like it's it's a good size house, but they got one that had a second floor, which you could like complete on your own, I guess. And when they first bought it, they were like, this is going to be Jace's room. They never finished that room. As far as we know, they have never finished that room. There have been like shots of an air mattress in Kaiser's room, kind of assuming that's where Jace sleeps when he goes over there. As far as anybody knows, that room has not been finished. So once it's announced that Jace is moving back in, everybody's like, well, is his room finished? Where is he going to sleep? Is he going to be in Kaiser's room? Did they get him a real bed? Are they ever going to finish that upstairs? Like it became talk again, right? Like nobody had really been talking that much about it. And then when Jace moved back in, it was like, oh, yeah, remember this thing? Like, let's chat about it. So because that was being chatted about, that's why the blind item was written. This happens all of the time when it comes to team on blind, blind items. And I'm sure for other celebrities, too, I just like very much notice it in the team mom world where it's like, I can see exactly why they wrote this. And it's bullshit. And it's so, first of all, it's so gross. I find a lot, not a lot, some of the Team Mom fandom is thrilled at the idea of Janelle's children facing real harm. Now, they won't admit this. And Janelle, too, by the way, which, you know, I feel a little (laughs) 
feel a little less bad for her in this case because Janelle is like a genuinely horrific person. But I think that a lot of the fandom or the people that like rabidly still follow Janelle, which you guys know is not me. I don't really like following Janelle anymore. All she does is like bitch on TikTok and like get in fights with people and not in an entertaining way. And then suddenly she's like using trans slurs. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Why am I following this? I don't care about this. She's not on the show. She's not an interesting person to follow. Her life is really dark in a way that I do not find entertaining, and I don't really want to be a party to it. Of course, I, like, keep up to a certain extent with what I see, but, like, when I tell you, if you go on the T-Mom subreddit, eight out of ten posts will be about Janelle. Posts of her, like, body, if she posts a picture of her body and it gets posted on Reddit, that post will have 700 comments on it. Like, Janelle is still the star. People hate her, but they're fucking obsessed with her, right? Which is fine, whatever. Like, I'm obsessed with people I hate. I do not say that as a judgment. I truly don't. For me, she doesn't, she doesn't do it for me anymore, right? Like, she doesn't, like, spark that hatred that becomes an obsession in me. I have other people that do that. I'm not above this, guys. <laughs> I hope everybody knows I'm talking about this. I'm, like, not above it for a lot of it. For some of it, I'm absolutely above it. And this is where we're going to talk about it. I think that there is a certain subsect of people in many fandoms. This is not just Teen Mom, but we're talking about Teen Mom and Janelle right now, where they want the satisfaction of being right, that they want to see children face significant harm. They want those kids to be beaten bloody. They do. They want to see little Kaiser with bruises and blood all over him. They wouldn't say it and they wouldn't admit it, but they want to be able to be like, (laughs) told you David was abusing them. They want David to kill Janelle so that they could be like, (laughs) look, do I feel really bad? Yeah, of course. But like, I told you guys, I knew this would happen. They want to be right so bad that they like engage in this really gross and dark content in a way that I find really gross. And not like, it's one thing to like post her Instagram pictures and like post the disgusting stuff her and David are always doing. David was like fighting with Barr and Ashley two weeks ago, just being so fucking racist and gross and awful as he always is. So I'm not talking about like engaging with their content. I personally just don't enjoy engaging with their content. I'm talking about specifically people reveling in these like blind item fantasies of children being sexually abused. Uh, I will say you can't on the the main Teen Mom subreddit, which is, what is it? Teen Mom OG and Teen Mom 2. Like it has the longest name. It's called Long Name. Look, am I like part of the reason that that sub exists? Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. I still think it's probably my most listened to Feathers My Hair episode. I think from August 2017, in which my friend Jesse and I like break down all of the Teen Mom subreddit drama. But essentially, there are two Teen Mom subs, one called just Teen Mom. That was the original one and one with this very long name. So the one with the very long name is now the more popular and it has been since its inception, the more popular Teen Mom subreddit. So those mods have decided you can't talk about this anymore. And I honestly, I really respect that. Um, 
I think it can be very hard to mod. Well, I know it can be very hard to moderate a big group like that. I would rather poke my eye out than take on a mod position there. The mods do a lot of really stupid, dumb stuff in every group, right? But I think as far as like deciding we're not going to allow this blind item to be talked about and we're not going to talk about the Janelle and Kyle Marissa drama because we can't talk about it without talking about this disgusting blind item. I actually like I find that to be really commendable. I don't know if it's necessarily a popular choice that they made. I can imagine people are very upset about it because it's big content that's going on for Janelle and Janelle is the main character of that subreddit but I think it was the right choice because it's like it's so gross to guess about this shit like and it's not based on anything that's other thing like it is one thing to have discussions about things that we see with our own eyes right like it is one thing to be like David is really scary Janelle has called 911 on him a million times we read that fucking restraining order application in which she talked about what was it that he like locked Kaiser in the car and was scaring him. We know he killed that dog. <laughs> it's not funny, but you know, like we know David did all of these things. And I think it is one thing to speculate about the harm that is going on their home in regards to that. And then to speculate on children being molested which there is absolutely zero evidence of. I cannot, like, emphasize this enough. There is no evidence of any child in David or Janelle's care being sexually assaulted. There, There is not. That has never been alleged by anybody except for the blind items. So Kyle Marissa, like, reports on this blind item, of course, I believe on Crazy Day Nights, they didn't name. So on Crazy Day Nights, they'll do these like reveals, right? Where they're like, this just in, or not like this that just in, but they'll do like a list of reveals where they reveal who the blind item is about. And people are like, well, that's how you know that it's true because they would get sued if they did the reveal. And it's like, ugh. No, they wouldn't. Like, Janelle's not suing anyone for defamation. You know, like, Janelle's not suing Crazy Day and Nights for defamation. That's the name of the website, Crazy Day and Nights. C-D-A-N. In my head, I call it Canada because C-D-A-N looks like Canada to me in my head. It's, I don't know, guys. I, (laughs) it just does. Um, where was I? Oh, so. I believe that Kyle had um, said, like, this is about Janelle. Wasn't she, you know, like, she didn't just read the blind item. She, like, named who it was very clearly about. So it's not like she was just like, she just was like, yeah, I think this is about David and Janelle out of fucking nowhere. It's, like, very clearly about them. But they had not been officially named. So Janelle lost her shit, as Janelle does, There's nothing Janelle loves more than getting in a Twitter fight and getting in a TikTok fight. She loves it. This is what Janelle lives for. She lives for it, which is why it's funny that like I've always laughed at like people who are like, we need to stop giving them attention. If we stop giving them attention, they're going to starve to death. Like 
And it's like, yeah, but you even posting about this means you're giving them attention. I see it all the time when it comes to discussing influencers. I see it when it comes to discussing Janelle. And I do think that is a difference between me and some of these people is that like, I'm very aware that I'm a fan, you know, and that like me talking about these things like only makes them more powerful. I'm very, very aware of this. I see this debate all the time when talking about Caroline Calloway. Oh, that girly. If you're like, who the fuck is Caroline Calloway? I've heard that name. Go to my Patreon because I've done, I'm pretty sure, multiple episodes on her. Kara and I did an episode like years ago that was, I think, beautiful. Actually, that episode might be free. I have two episodes that are like free that you can you can get if you're not a patron just so you can like try it out. I don't know how like accessible they are. I haven't checked in on this in a long time. <laughs> But I believe one is Laguna Beach about Laguna Beach and one is about Caroline Calloway because I felt like that really summed up what my podcast is about. Incredibly niche internet culture and like the one of the most popular reality TV shows ever. Where was I? Oh, so like people on Caroline Calloway sub all the time will be like, I am not a fan of Caroline. And it's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> like you're following her. You're talking about her. Being a fan and a hater are just two sides of the same coin. And that's what it is with Janelle, too. And so it is funny that these people are like, I cannot believe anybody gives Janelle attention. It's like, you're giving Janelle attention. That's why she does this shit on TikTok, because she wants you to post about it on Reddit subconsciously. Like, I don't I don't think Janelle's brain works like that, but that is what is happening so Janelle flips out at this woman. Um, I saw a bunch of, I saw a comment that was like, Janelle, this creator is a les- a Jewish lesbian and you are wrong for talking about her. That really made me laugh. I really like when people like start wearing their identities as like shields, like, excuse me, I'm allowed to say that you're trying to get your children to have sex with each other because I'm Jewish and I'm a lesbian. I don't think Kyle, Marissa claimed that. It was a comment by somebody else. I actually don't know. I, I know that girl has, Kyle has um like LGBTQ stuff in her bio, but like I, I have no idea if she's Jewish. I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about her. Truly do not know anything about her except that she films her videos at a very weird angle and she has a very intense self-tanner. That I don't know if it looks that intense in real life or if it's just like whatever filter she uses on her video. But those that's really the only thing that I know about this woman. And it just really made me laugh. This idea that like Janelle can't go after her because she's a Jewish lesbian. (laughs) Nobody's allowed to say anything to me because I'm Jewish. Just so you guys know. I'm Jewish and bi. So you you can never say anything to me. (laughs) Now, look, is Janelle both homophobic and anti-Semitic? Yeah. Has Janelle ever been like openly anti-Semitic? That, I don't think so. And that's, that's a shame, you know, like (laughs) she really comes for everybody, but I'm not sure she's been like openly, openly anti-Semitic, but you know, never say never. It will happen probably against this girl. She is a Jewish creator. So Janelle goes after her. And look, here's the thing. Do I support Janelle in this? No, I will never be on Janelle's side for anything, for anything, guys. Janelle is, 
a really, really bad person. I I hope that I make that clear. Like anytime I'm defending, I'm using that in quotation marks, Janelle, I'm doing it in a nuanced way in which I hope it is very clear that I think Janelle is like the scum of the earth. Like she is racist, homophobic, abusive, mean, just awful. She's awful. She's an awful person. But here's the thing. Don't make videos accusing someone of sexually assaulting their children. Don't do that. It's fucking weirdo behavior. Stop being a fucking weirdo. Don't do that. And then don't be upset if Janelle comes for you. Because first of all, Janelle comes for everybody. (laughs) Don't poke that bear unless you want her to poke back at you. Is what Janelle says going to be like fucking insane and people will most likely be like, Janelle, girl, you're fucking lunatic. Uh, Yeah, probably. But any like me making this podcast is like daring Janelle to come at me. If Janelle comes at me for any reason, like it would be my own fault, like truly, because I engaged with her in some sort of way. So Janelle comes at her. And then, of course, like Janelle does it Janelle way in which it's so like it's honestly remarkable the ways in which Janelle is able to be in the right in a situation and yet be in the wrong. It it should be studied because in my opinion, Janelle 100% is in the right in this case, right? Like don't make don't I don't care if you didn't write the blind item. I don't give a fuck. Don't make a video talking about it. It's fucking gross. Don't have a comment section letting people speculate about it. The reason I didn't post any of this to my Instagram is because I don't want people speculating about it in my Instagram comments. And I don't think they would. I think I've curated my audience very carefully and I very rarely have to delete comments, right? Um, But I didn't even want to post about it because I'm like, nah. I don't I don't want the possibility of people being able to like talk about this in my comments. And when I post like an episode, new episode up on Instagram, I'm going to be watching those comments. And anybody who starts to speculate if it's true, delete, delete, delete. Like that shit is not standing. But this Kyle girl has I hope that Kyle is a girl. I I really know nothing. I don't I miss I I didn't see when I quickly looked at her bio, like they, them pronouns or anything. But if you're going to make a video speculating that children are being molested by their parents for financial gain, that their parents are sex trafficking them, that that's what that is, <laughs> like that their parents are sex trafficking them and have a comment section in which people can speculate on it. You're in the wrong every single time. There is no nuance. There is no conversation here. You are wrong. You are bad. That is bad. Fully. That is fully bad. That is gross. That is bad. But Janelle being Janelle can't help herself. (laughs) Right? I saw someone be like, she doxed Kyle. I saw someone being like, Janelle looked into Kyle's medical history. By the way, Kyle as a girl name, I love. I love masculine names on girls. I love an Evan. I love a Kyle. I love a Hunter. I love a Blake. Like, mm, 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 mm. I love it. Um, So <laughs> somebody was like, Janelle looked into Kyle's medical history and doxed her as trans. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> you can't look into people's medical histories. <laughs> you can't, like, 
that is not that is not a thing. You cannot look into people's medical histories unless you like happen to work in the hospital system in which that person is a patient, right? Like there are very few cases in which someone could access your medical history. And I for one know that Janelle is not capable of doing that to anybody. Girlie might have a medical assisting certificate, but she does not have access to electronic records of people's medical histories. So I was like, what? What, is, what does that mean that Janelle had act, looked into her medical history and outed her as trans? Apparently, Janelle, <laughs> it's not funny, but like, Janelle had done a background search on Kyle and I'm guessing just put Kyle Roth and forgot the middle name (laughs) a background check on a male (laughs) and so I guess it's not funny because it's so transphobic what Janelle does and this is why she is this is why in a situation which Janelle is so clearly in the right that is the crazy thing like all Janelle has to do is get on this little app and start crying and being like, this is the cruelest, most disgusting thing. I cannot understand why anybody would say this. This is so upsetting. Everybody is so bad. Like, there are so many ways that she could handle this, but this is Janelle, so she's not going to handle it that way, right? Instead, Janelle's like, that's a man. Very awesome powers. That's a man, baby. Oh my God. It's very that. And she's like, they're trans they're like and starts being transphobic and it's like Janelle you you have this in the bag in the bag and yet you have still managed to come out looking like a fucking monster Janelle was like I'm gonna write blind items about Kyle and it's like girly you don't know anything about Kyle Apparently, Kyle was, like, really upset on live, being like, she's threatening to write blind items about me. But it's like, Janelle doesn't know anything about you, okay? Janelle doesn't know shit about you. But once again, here's the thing. If you don't want the heat from Janelle, ignore Janelle. Ignore her. That's not me saying it's okay that Janelle was being, like, transphobic towards this person who, as far as I understand, is not actually trans. Um, that That is not excusable whatsoever, But, like, don't go after a crazy person. I'm really trying to eliminate crazy from my vocabulary, but I don't know how to say it any other way. If you don't want a crazy person coming at you, like, definitely don't start some shit with them. So that's kind of what's going on with this Janelle blind item stuff. It's so gross. The idea that, like, people are like, oh, so if it's not true, show us Jace's room then. Okay? Show us Jace's room. Prove it to us that it's not true. And she's like, I don't need to prove anything about my family. And I'm like, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. Like, you you do not have to show us Jace's living arrangements to prove this disgusting blind item that is not true, false. Like, you don't have to prove that you're not molesting your children. You don't have to prove that, okay? Don't ask people to prove that. Especially, unless it's like the kid themselves are coming out saying it. Like, I, I don't want to hear it. Okay, I don't want to hear it. So Janelle, in conclusion, blind items that involve innocent children are especially gross. Don't start shit with Janelle unless you want Janelle to come for you. (laughs) And remember that if Janelle does come for you, don't worry, you will still end up looking okay, even if you were in the wrong, because Janelle is so out of her fucking mind and so incapable of having a coherent fight without being a racist homophobic transphobic 
bigot that you will in the end win. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Ugh, Janelle, 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 Janelle. What, what a mess. You know what I would like? I want David to disappear because even though Janelle is like such a bad person, she's such a bad person. I will say like sometimes I find Janelle's stuff entertaining, but then I see a picture of David. I'm like, ah, like it's a true jump scare. Anytime I see a picture of David, I'm like, I never want to see a picture of that man ever again. Ever, ever, ever again. (laughs) Okay. That said, 15 minutes later. (laughs) Why does anybody listen to this podcast? <laughs> this is such, like, this is a bad podcast episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how anybody listens to this. All I know is that I'm like, I'm almost done and then I'm off for a fucking week. <laughs> I'm going to bed by 9 p.m. tonight. I cannot wait. Okay, let's talk about Teen Mum. So I love the reaction to my teen mom episode last week. Um, a lot of people informed me that I misunderstood what a stone was. It said one stone equals 12 pounds, not three stone equals 12 pounds. Um, many of you remembered Angus Long's and Full Frontal Snogging. Talking about it did inspire me to download the book on my Kindle and I've been reading it and it's very cute. It's funny. I'm not an adult that likes YA. Like, I know a bunch of adults are very into YA, and for it's just not for me personally. I like, you know, like adult contemporary. I mean, I love Ellen Hildebrand. Like, that's my jam. Like, a beach read is my jam. But when I, I was like rereading this, and I was like, this is really cute and very funny. Um, Of course, it's offensive because it's from the early 2000s. Like, her biggest fear is becoming a lesbian. But for an early, for an early 2000s work, it's held up okay. <laughs> There's like everything that I go back to rewatch. I'm like, oh my God, I loved this. And then I watch it. I'm like, oh my God, this is so offensive. This is so offensive. <laughs> Happens to me constantly. And I'm sure to all of you as well. Okay. Let's talk about Teen Mom. So I watched the rest of season one or series one. If we're, you know, talking proper British. I watched the rest of series one and I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I think my plan is to watch series two for the next episode, which will be in two weeks, remember, because I'm taking off for Passover next week. I think that like I'll watch a few episodes or a bunch of episodes and then like just, you know, kind of meditate on it. I don't think I'll ever be doing strict recaps of this. I don't think... I don't think there's like enough going on on this show to be doing strict recaps, but I do like talking about it and I really like watching it. I watched on Wednesday because I was working from home because of the office construction. I watched four episodes on Wednesday, just back to back to back. I'm like, let's fucking go. And so here are my thoughts on the rest of series one of Teen Mum. Okay, let's start with Naomi because she does not come back after series one is my understanding. Naomi is fine, right? I can totally see why they didn't bring her back. She, first of all, she's beautiful. Like, she's beautiful. She seems to live, like, a very adult life to a certain extent. Like, she is living on her own. She's supporting herself, as far as I can tell. We don't really know about her life and, like, her family. They don't really get into that. But she is, like, a painful watch for me 
because there is like nothing sadder than watching a beautiful woman just be like dogged by a man, right? Like it's very reminiscent of, I mean, not to this extent, but in some ways it really reminds me of early Chelsea because you're like, it's just hard to watch because you're like, this is so sad. Like I know that there are women of all ages that get mistreated by men, but there is a particular type of 19-year-old drama, right, that many of us went through in our teen years with guys. And watching Naomi do this back and forth with her uh, baby's dad, I believe his name is Raphael. Is that his name? That doesn't seem right. Her baby's dad. Watching the back and forth is like truly awful. It's so awful. And it, it it's just, it's so classically 19 in the way that, like, when I rewatch Chelsea's scenes and I watch her just, like, get so emotionally abused by Adam, it just makes me sad because I'm like, oh, my God, it's so hard to be a teen girl. <laughs> it's just so hard to be a teen girl, especially when you have, like, a shitty boyfriend. So the thing that really made me laugh with Naomi is that, like, her ex is just like fully dating Inez the new girl and Inez is just like fully antagonizing Naomi and then Naomi is fully antagonizing her back and I'm like what are these two pretty girls doing what are these two pretty girls doing this is very silly he straight up was like I don't know what to Naomi he's like I don't really know what you want me to do like of course I'm gonna fuck her and she's like well then why are you fucking me too he's like because I can And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) She ends series one with a new guy, which, like, I'm thrilled to see. But, of course, like, she's like, he's great with my daughter. We're, like, super happy. We've been on three dates. And I'm like, oh, girly. Oh, girly. (laughs) She tells her friend this. And her friend goes, oh, he's met the baby? And she goes, yeah, they're great together. And she's like, oh. (laughs) I should check in on Naomi. I hope she's doing well. I didn't, I actually did not look at her Instagram, but she is very, she's fine on these shows. Like I said, I can really see why they didn't bring her back. She's not very entertaining. There's not that much in her life to film, which I think like speaks well for her. My guess would be that she doesn't have a lot of drama with her family. Her family is probably mostly unwilling to film this, like many of us would be if our sister or whatever like decided to go on teen mom we'd be like we're not gonna sign that release hun no no thank you so I think she just like doesn't have that much going on in a way that off the show probably means that her life is like significantly more together than any of the other girlies apparently her leaving allows for someone named sassy I think people are really hyped about series two we're going to use their native language here, you know, series. So people really are hyped about series two. And I guess her leaving brings on this new couple that are like the stars of the world. So we'll wait and see, I guess. Okay. Then there's Chloe. Chloe to me is an interesting little bird because what's up with her money? That's that we're not talking nearly enough about money. Is it because there are social safety nets in the UK? (laughs) Like, I'm trying to figure out why we're not talking about money. All I ever want to be doing is talking about money. The only one that's 
seemingly openly talking about money is the one who is pretending to be poor when she has rich parents, which is kind of classic to me. I I think that is something that is very real that like when you have the safety net of your rich parents it's like easier to live as a broke person and be like I'm so broke like not be embarrassed about it because you know there's like you're not actually like in the moment you're broke but like you know that your parents are like always going to bail you out no matter what I say this like from experience because that's me um but I'm like do you think it's (laughs) It's the difference of a social safety net. It's like that what is going on here because we're not talking about money. Nobody's talking about money in a way that I find extremely confusing. Like I said, Naomi seems to live in her own apartment in London. I, it does not seem that anybody else lives there. It just seems to be her and her daughter while she's in college. Who the fuck is paying for that? Does she get public housing? Does she get assistance? Is she on the dole, as they say? Like, what, what is going on here? So Chloe and her boyfriend, Jordan, by the way, I keep thinking that Chloe's boyfriend is Dylan because Chloe's boyfriend should be named Dylan. <laughs> Megan's boyfriend should have a different name. Chloe's boyfriend should be Dylan. Um, Chloe and Jordan, you know, they're bickering. They're not very happy. And one of their big fights is if they should buy a house or not. And I'm like... Can you not rent? Because <laughs> he's like, I don't want to sign a mortgage. And she's like, well, I do. And they're like, fine, I guess we're staying here then because we can't make up our minds. And I'm like, why don't you just get a little flat? Like, wh- why is it you're either buying a home or you're staying at your mom's? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I'll also say I don't hold this against her because she is a product of our culture I find her body talk to be really hard for me to consume, which is weird because I don't feel like I'm normally like triggered by that type of stuff. But I think it's because I've done such a good job at curating like not just the the content I consume, but also like the people in my life. Like I don't hear people talk about their bodies in the way that she does anymore, which is a relief, honestly, because I definitely used to talk about myself this way. All of my friends used to talk about themselves this way. Like, I really want to make it clear that, like, this is not an attack on Chloe whatsoever. She is talking the way that I did at 18, right? But hearing her go on and on and on about how fat she is and how much she hates her body, it's just hard for me to, like, consume that, which is, I wouldn't have guessed. Like, if someone was like, do you think it will bother you that this character on Teen Mom, like, won't stop calling herself fat? I'd be like, no, what do do I care? And it's not triggering and that I'm like oh my god this makes me feel bad about myself because it doesn't like I know what my body looks like I know what my body is I know that Chloe and what she says has truly nothing to do with me my body like it's not that but it's so sad honestly and like it just it brings me back I think to like an uncomfortable mindset that I feel really glad to have left and so being in it it's like oh I just I don't know I don't love it because it's not like I don't mind like eating disorder stuff like physical and Apple TV I love that shit and I accidentally recommended it to my friend and she was like Liz what the fuck um you weren't gonna warn me about this because it's like 
it's intense eating disorder stuff, like really intense. And I was like, oh my God, you're so, I'm so sorry. And it's one of my best friends. She wasn't mad at all, but she was like, girl, I cannot, what, what are you, like, I could not watch more than one episode of that. That was really upsetting. And I was like, oh my God, totally. I've told other people like not to watch it specifically. I do not mind content like this when it's like in a controlled setting, I guess. Something about it on reality TV, I just, I find hard to watch. I don't know. It just makes me sad, I guess. I think it just makes me think of like being 18 and like, first of all, how fat I thought I was all of the time. And I look back and I was so fucking thin. I was like at the height of my Adderall addiction. I was so thin. And I just like hated my body and hated everything about myself. And I guess maybe it brings me back to that in a way that, it's just sad. Uh, but, oh, I did like she takes her little baby Marley. Is Marley their boy? Mackenzie's a boy from Megan. I think Marley's a boy, too. And I think that's his name. She takes her little baby to be a baby model, which really made me laugh. <laughs> but they end up buying a house at the end. So do you not have to put down a down payment in the UK? Because the houses they were looking at were like 150,000 pounds. Where the fuck is the down payment coming from that? Is it coming from her parents? Which, like, that's fine. But could we get an explanation here? I need money talk. Show me the tax filings. I need to understand. Speaking of, did you all file your taxes? Last year, I had to pay so much fucking money because my quarterly payments were... Based on the year before, which I did, I, I, it's just a whole thing. And I made so much money at once. This year, thank God, I do not because my quarterly payments were correct. Uh, but 1099 work fucking sucks when it comes to taxes. Put 35% of that shit away, which I do. Thank God I I pay my taxes on time. I don't even like consider that money mine when I'm it goes into my account. But whew, they're growing up like I have to pay even more this year. It's tough. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely curious, like, where the money is from. Like, he works, but, like, he's 18. Like, what is his job? Is it because he maybe, like, went to, like, college at 15, 16, like, the UK Skins College, you know? (laughs) My only cultural reference point for college in the UK is Skins. Actually, that's not true. The other one is, um, what's that fucking show called? Hold on. The Inbetweeners. I did watch The Inbetweeners. I really liked that show. That was back when I smoked pot, and I remember laughing a lot when I watched that show. And they're in college, aren't they? So, yeah, I just don't know what's going on with the money there. Okay. Mia and Megan are the stars of this show, right? We can all agree with that. I was looking at Mia's Instagram, and I guess she left the show for a while, and she just came back in Series 8. Like, there are eight series? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a lot. But I guess I'll talk about Mia first because Mia (laughs) just really makes me laugh. She is so fucking messy. The fact that she on camera is like essentially being like, I hate Manly's other daughter. It's so funny. It's so bad. Like. There's a Father's Day episode and she is enraged that the other baby's mother has the nerve to like come by the house to like give the child over for Father's Day. And she's like, I just want it to be our family. I'm like, oh my God. 
She goes to trial in wedding dresses, and she is not engaged. She is not engaged at all. I just can't help it. I, like, absolutely love watching these girls, like, trash their boyfriends, children, exes. It just makes them look so awful in a way that I find incredibly entertaining. I'm realizing now I'm really only going to spend, like, 10 minutes talking about Teen Mom UK, the rest of series one, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm really looking forward to season two, series two. All right, Megan. What the fuck is up with Megan? What the fuck is up with Megan? Megan, (laughs) first of all, Dylan cheats on her, and yet she spends the season trying to get him to like her, basically. At one point, she's going out for her birthday, and Dylan essentially calls her a slut and says that he she's cheating on him. And she's like, why would you say that? He goes, cheaters always think they're being cheated on, Megan. It's not my fault, okay? I cheated on you, so I know that you could cheat on me. How am I supposed to deal with that? <laughs> I... My jaw was on the floor watching that scene. He was like, cheaters always project. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But like, why are you so aware of that? Why are you so aware of that? That's very weird. (laughs) Very, very weird. Um, They get like a bigger camper. I think I talked about that last week. And then they decide they really need like an RV type home, you know, like a or like a trailer And her mom buys it for her. And she's like, we have one running water. And I'm like, girl, go back to your parents' house. What the fuck is going on here? What what is going on? What do you mean you're excited to have running water? Your parents are rich. What what is happening? Why are you living this way? Take that little baby and go back to your mom's house. And the la- one of the last scenes of the series is her stepdad surprises her with a new car for her 18th birthday. Uh, her, like, her parents are fully financially supporting them, as far as I can tell. And she ends the season getting pregnant again. She, though, I was looking at her Instagram. She's pregnant again, by the way, for the third time. But I guess they had those two babies back to back, and they truly look to be the exact same age. It's actually interesting. The girl, which I believe is the second one, is a little bigger than the boy. They look like twins. They're very cute. They're having a girl. She, I, I think that's Dylan in her pictures. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. She also buys a horse. <laughs> I have to read the exact quote. Hold on. So while they're still living in this teeny tiny camper, she's like, I've always wanted a horse. So Dylan bought me one. And her mom is like, what the fuck are you going to do with a horse? And she's like, I don't know. Board it. Love it. Her mom is like, you're, what are you, you cannot pay, like, you cannot afford your life. You just asked me to borrow 20 quid. Like, what are, what do you mean you got a horse? (laughs) By the end of the episode, they realize they have to sell the horse. And this is what Megan says about her mom. Maybe she's right. Maybe we shouldn't have gotten a horse when we can't pay the rent. (laughs) That... Oh my god, that is so funny. (laughs) I just like, 
Maybe we shouldn't have gotten a horse when we can't pay the rent. Yeah, Meg. Maybe you shouldn't have, Carly. Maybe you shouldn't have. Dylan is really awful. I don't like Dylan. I really don't like him. Megan is delusional. I think Megan very much is, like, cosplaying being poor and, like, having fun, like, slumming it with Dylan. But her parents are still financing everything in her life. I cannot believe she gets pregnant again so quick. I mean, I absolutely can believe. It's actually surprising she's the only one that gets pregnant again quickly. Um, According to in- my Instagram perusing, it doesn't seem like Chloe ever had another or hasn't had another baby yet. Mia hasn't had another baby yet. Um, Chloe's still with Jordan, it seems. Mia's not with Manly. She has a new boyfriend. Um, And I didn't look up Naomi. I should have. But... Megan, girly, what what's going on with you? Why why are you living somewhere without running water? Why are you choosing to do that? Maybe her parents said Dylan couldn't live there. That must be it. And so she's choosing to live in the camper, which honestly, my dumbass probably would have done that. <laughs> my dumbass probably would have done something similar to that. Um, so really, thirty four year old Liz can judge, but like twenty year old Liz. Mm, I would have done some dumb shit like that. Been like sacrificing having running water to stay with my boyfriend, which honestly, at one point, my ex-boyfriend was living in an RV. We always had water, though. <laughs> also, the RV was parked at the marina his dad owned. <laughs> it was a weird. It was a weird time in my life. I actually really liked that RV, honestly. But I would, like, go drive, like, an hour to see him, like, every day to stay in the RV. And I had my own apartment. So, like, who am I to judge Megan? You know? They seem to be living in a home now, which I would hope so. I think she's still on Teen Mom. I, you know, I I hope so. I just want to know, like, why you would choose to live without running water if you have the option of running water. I That I can't get behind. I really can't. I really liked it. I had a lot of fun watching this and I'm looking forward to watching season two. So yeah, that's it for Feathers in My Hair this week. Patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I'll be off next week for the Jewish holiday of Passover and I'll talk to you all again in two weeks. Bye.